0: So today, we're going to open our Bibles to Exodus chapter 32. I'll do it with you. We're starting to start in verse 1 through 4. And it says that, When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together into Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wote we not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives or your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people, break off the golden earrings which were in the ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, after he made it with a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. This this chapter of the Bible just captivates me in a completely different way. Maybe not to you, but to me. This whole chapter is just talking about, and this whole book, matter of fact, is just talking about how the Israelites are just coming out of poverty and how Moses is like this God to them and how they're just, this random guy just comes up and says, we're going out. We're like, we're going to head out. Like, come on. Like, let's go. And they're like, why? Like, no. Like, we're not doing that. And this whole book up to this point is them following this journey, the 40 days, 40 nights, the going through Jericho, all these different battles in their lives. And that just thinks to me of what happens in our lives, is once we're born to when we die, all that in between, if we don't have God with us, there's no point in that. There's no battle that we're going to win without that. And to this whole, these four verses are talking about how they're losing their hope and Moses, their person that's leading them out of this battle, and they're turning instantly as soon as he like two minutes, three minutes after he goes up there, he's not back. They're like, "Okay, I give up." And we do that so often in our lives as humans. We we're fighting this battle whether it's with drugs or alcohol or just family issues. We tend to just put them aside and hope hope they go away and just on their own, we don't want to put in the work and talk it out and find someone that's our Moses. We don't find that with the culture today. There's so many teens, like even myself, and I know there's many teens in our teen class today that are just struggling with certain burdens that they have in their life. With me, it's college, and just like this next year, like, is it truly what I'm meant to do? And I feel like that's what I'm meant to do is pre-secondary education, and I know that with a fact. And I know there's people in their senior year that have no clue what they're going to do in college. And this passage just speaks to me in that way of, I know that I can, for me, I can be this Moses to these kids when I grow up and be a teacher. Like that's my goal in my life is to become this figure for them and hopefully teach them and show them that there's this other, there's this higher being, there's this God out there that is really reaching out their hand like this just to grab it. And I preached on this similar in the teen class and I did it about these knots in our lives. And how I used a rope and there's knots in the rope. And how we start at the very bottom and all these like burdens in our lives that we have to get through. And God's holding the other side of the rope and He's pulling us and all we have to do is just keep getting higher. And keep getting higher and keep pushing through and keep pushing through. And these Israelites, they get to a certain point and they're like, I don't want to anymore. So they drop back down and they drop back down and keep getting farther and farther. And we do that so often. We, d- we tend to just give up and quit and just drop back to where we were instead of really trusting on God in the journey. It's not going to take a day. It's just, I play sports. As he said, I'm playing baseball. I know in the 12 years or something I've played baseball, it's, it's never you got to do this, and then the next day you're going to be better. You're going to swing a bat 100 times a day, or you're not going to do it. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, Mr. Matheny gave me a weighted bat over the summer to help me get the, my power up, and I swung it almost every day. And then one week I, I didn't do it. And then that whole weekend showed up. I didn't get one hit that whole weekend, and it showed. It's the same way. It's with reading our Bible and praying. It's going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. It's showing up and putting in the effort to really know what God's telling us to do. It's really showing, and even these kids, like, I love these kids to death, man. I love them. And it's showing up on that Sunday night, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how bad a day I have on that Saturday, that Sunday night, instantly better with these kids. Just seeing them laugh and have fun. They could throw a, kid, they could throw a block at a kid, hit him in the head, and the kid's laughing his head off getting hit in the head. It's insane. I'm like, I remember when I would do that, I'd get punched in the arm and just laugh about it. And now I get punched in the arm like that hurt. Like, it's it makes no sense to me how they can just have this full of joy. And it's because they haven't reached that age of where their minds changing and where they have to really put in all this work and put in all the like us adults out here and teens. And we don't they don't have that those burdens yet. And I pray that as our the next generation, as the older generations, we can really be the Moses for these kids. I know I'm like going back and forth, but like, I really love these kids and just how we can just be this Moses for these kids. As um, we go back to verse 7 and 8. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be the gods, o Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. At this point in this passage, Moses is realizing what these his people are doing. He's realized that in his belief that they're going to follow him, but he knows that God's telling him that you're going to have to stop here and let him rest and come to talk to me to get your, your journey up ahead and get back on track with me. Because Moses, through this, he's having his own struggles. He's struggling with the speech. He's struggling with keeping everybody in line. He's got tens of thousands of people following him with animals and making sure they're all fed and making sure all these their burdens are met and with us we we think we're the only people out there sometimes and sometimes we think that God isn't focused on us and he's focused on this other person he's focused on this other person where am I at I'm over here he's over here no God's with us every single day and all we have to do is say hey God I need you right now and he's like all right what do you want what do you need what, about, what can I do for you? He knows what we need, but he wants us to ask him for us. And when we pray, it's just, even at the dinner table, it's like, "Dear Father, Lord, thank you for blessing Bless us through our bodies. And it's done. It's take the time and take that extra effort and just thank him for the day. Thank him for the food, whether it's pizza from Pizza Hut or if it's homemade food, whatever it is, we have to take that next step in our life to really show God that we're thankful for what he's done. And show him that we're not just going to let him, we're not going to be lazy out here and just let him be what he's going to be. We have got to show him that we really want to put in this effort for him. Because he loves us, we love him because he first loved us. That's what the Bible says. And if we choose not to love him, then we're disobeying what he said. Like, he's going to love us no matter what we do. Whether we're... Just being stupid and go get in trouble. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna love us no matter what. He's never mad at us. He's gonna take our sins away no matter what. It's just we have to ask for that. That's the next step is we have to ask God what we have to ask God to take our sins away from us. We have to repent and we have to get um, get us all figured out, back on track. Get out on the get out get back on the path. We have to just follow Him. And this is what Moses is trying to do in this passage is he's realizing that these Israelites are just not in the right path right now. And he's coming back down and telling them, what are you guys doing? God has saved you from the Egyptians. He's killed the Pharaoh. He's killed all these Egyptians with the the sea. And you're just gonna give up on them like that just because I didn't come down after a couple minutes? It's, It's like you guys are being stupid. You guys aren't following what God wants us to do. He said, we're going to rest here for the night, and then tomorrow we'll pick it back and keep going. We have the journey, the end of our journey is the promised land. Our promised land is heaven. Once you accept Christ, your promised land is heaven. And I'm not saying you accept him, you don't have to do anything, no. Once you accept him, your calling is to lead people. Your calling is to go out and preach the gospel, the good news of himself. Like, that's our calling, and I want to do that when I get older and teach, like somehow implement it with my teaching, with whatever I'm teaching, whether it's history, whatever. And we all need to do that, with whether we're a marketer or a businessman, whatever we're doing. Reach out to your coworkers. Reach out to the, your younger kids. Even you guys' kids. Reach out to your friends. I know you guys are little. But when you guys get up and get older, when you're my age, it's going to get hard. It's going to get... It's going to be bad. I'm going to tell you right now. Parents, you're ready. You better be ready.